I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How are you? How am I? Oh my god, I'm great, thanks. Yeah. Have you recovered from your audition the other day where you got abused? Oh my god. (laughs) Oh, I'd forgotten about that. (laughs) I'm just here to remind you of your worst mistakes. (laughs) I'm not real. I'm the devil. (laughs) Yeah, I had the worst audition I've ever had in my life. It sounds horrific, mate. I would have gone to bits. I would have just started crying. It was so bad that it was funny, though. I was laughing about it. Because While it was happening. <laughs> I was, I was laughing in yeah, the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going, well, this is... Which is probably, it. like, the opposite reaction. You probably wanted someone to be like, oh, oh, no, oh, I'm sorry, I- I'll try better, which is probably what most people do, but you're so absurd that you just started laughing. <laughs> I did find it funny. <laughs> well, I just knew immediately, well, this is not going my way. Yeah. He stopped me halfway through and said, no, not like that. That was bad. <laughs> oh. Jesus Christ. But, you know... <laughs> I'll work again soon at some point. Yeah. Until then, Dave Cribb can just take you around to some hotels. And yeah. That sounds dodgy. Dave Cribb's, you know, Dave Cribb's a good been... guy. He's just uh, employing Helen a lot. Yeah, me and him went to Hay on Y Festival last week. It was fun. <laughs> it was really fun. I'd like to go. I I'd like to go to A Festival. I highly recommend it. It's beautiful. Everyone there agrees with you about everything. <laughs> They don't laugh very much when you say jokes on a panel show. <laughs> but, you know. That happens to you a lot, though. <laughs> That's why I love this, because there's no audience to just be silent. <laughs> and let us know that we're sometimes not... Sometimes I'm silent. And sometimes you're silent. <laughs> <laughs> just had to diffuse the sexual tension there. <laughs> so do you want to talk about who we're talking about? Oh, um, um, Tilly had a McDonald's for breakfast. Yeah, I was going to get us an egg McMuffin, but I got there five minutes too late. I was so 11. disappointed. 05. I was really looking forward to my hash brown. Are you going to have some lunch at some point? Um, I don't know. Well, I mean, I will eat when yeah. I get hungry. Depends how long we're doing this. I mean, we've, we've not started yet, Helen, <laughs> so... Uh... Dave Cribman, he, so he had. He this, really derailed us. Didn't he, he he wanted he let us in his studio because he's lovely. Mm. He um, flown in from Dublin this morning and come straight here, opened the door, and his plan was to immediately leave and leave us to it. And he, he just did not do that. Hung out. Chatting. I mean, it was great, but now I'm just like, oh, should we go to the pub with Dave? And just like not do anything. Okay. Sarah Rosemary Vine, born April 1967. Oh, look, can I just stop you? I already want to kill myself. Which makes her 52, is a British columnist, formerly for The Times, and wife of the politician Michael Gove, Secretary of State for Environmental Food, Rural Affairs, and also the former Times columnist, and also, as I've announced very recently, running for the Tory leadership. Are we just going to end up talking about Michael Gove? No, I'm quite determined to not talk about Michael Gove. Can I just say one thing? Go on. 
There was a video this morning that I saw. Apparently, he used to do programmes on the BBC. Yeah, yeah. Back when he had a Scottish accent. Yeah. Weird. And I was like, who the fuck's this doppelganger oh, with, with a Scottish <laughs> I don't know what that And um, he was doing this bit, which I think was meant to be satire. Yeah. But he was just, like, taking all these things out of context that Prince Charles had said. I'm pretty sure I've seen it. Not is, that is I'm a walk- massive fan of Prince Charles. Is he walking along while he's speaking? He's No, it's like it looks like the Brass Eye Studio and he's like, okay. everything's dark behind him and he's like talking to the camera and he's not funny. And he's like <laughs> saying all these things out of context and going, ooh, sounds a bit, sounds a bit similar to... Uh, That's he has, good. He hasn't got... I don't really know what kind of Scottish accent he has. He does, it's that. It's yeah. a very posh kind of morning side. He was like rolling his R's and everything. I was like, mate, you were Scottish. Yeah, before yeah. Anyway, he compares him to Hitler. He's taken all these things out of context that I think are things that Hitler said and tried to apply them to King Charles. To be but fair. But then, then he totally contradicts himself by being like, who said these amazing words? Gandhi? You know, like, and then saying loads of figures who aren't Hitler. And then he just goes, it was Hitler. I'm like, classic right. comedy. Yeah, just really I think undeniably. Unfunny. Unfunny. Well, it's yeah. why he became... Why he became a Tory politician. Yeah. Well, he went from that, he was a journalist for a long time. Yeah. If you can't make people laugh, you've got to kill them. <laughs> Have you read his book? No. I like myself. <laughs> it's the worst. It's the weirdest is it is it about him? Is it about his life? No, it's called Celsius Seven Seven, which is a play on Fahrenheit Nine Eleven. Great, and it's all about how Islam is bad, and he's got cool this theory stuff. about you know that whenever there's a Muslim in a position of power, what they're doing there is they're trying to worm their way in and and infiltrate and and change things from the inside. But then it's weird because if they didn't, you know, if people who are Muslim weren't in positions of power, you'd, he'd accuse them of self segregating and only. Yeah. Just an absolute. He's a bell end, is what he yeah, is. Yeah, he's a total bell end. So he was the he was the hand up David oh, Cameron's course, bum hole yeah. when he when he declared that multiculturalism had failed. Honestly, at least Boris Johnson. I don't no, know. at least Boris Johnson, nothing. No, you're right. It's like choosing between chlamydia and herpes, isn't it? No, because herpes is worse. You can't get rid of herpes, okay. much like Boris Johnson. It's like choosing between herpes and. Uh, well, they're both... <laughs> okay, you've got to think of an S- two STDs that are equally as bad. AIDS. I'm not doing a good job. Syphilis and gonorrhea. They're this, on the same level. This is why the Hey On Why Festival audience were not on side. Took me too long to we're think not of comparative go there. jokes. We're not going to go there. We're not going to get there. So Sarah Vine, who is she? I don't so what, Sarah who is she? Vine. So, Does so she, she write lots of deeply racist articles for the Daily Mail? Is that the same person? Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she... It's Michael Gove's wife, obviously. She also writes for Daily Mail. What I, what's She's awkward... She's No, but I don't know if she does because she writes a lot of articles about how women need to stop thinking that, you know, we should be all liberal. With Women don't want to have sex. We just want naps. And it's clearly because she doesn't not want to sloths. have sex. <laughs> you know, you can have both. But but it's always this kind of implication that her life is the same as everybody else's. She talks about, like, sex isn't that great, and it's because she's having sex with Michael Gove. Yeah. So clearly it's not that great. So how are you going to expose your husband like that? Sex isn't that great. There's a bit of a theory that they have... Um... 
swingers parties? No. So no, I don't want to sp- like. I'm sure they don't. I'm sure they don't because her articles about sex are all about how sex is bad and she doesn't enjoy it. She- but I mean, it's always that like puritanical shield that Tories put up, and then below the surface, there's always some like deep, dark shit wanting to come out. That's a, there's a subscription which I really recommend called Pop Bitch, and then you can subscribe and get emails. Uh, this is the gossip, isn't it? It's gossip. But it's often really right about things. And mm. they're really careful. So with the swingers, Michael Gove and Sarah Vine hosting swingers parties, they've been really careful to say, this is a rumour, we cannot confirm this. Whereas when Michael Gove got Botox, they were like, we can confirm that this happened. <laughs> yeah, just before just before she resigned, Michael Gove got a little bit of tuk-tuk ready for his leadership campaign. But they say that, that, that there was this rumour that they... In his balls, Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go on. That they host swingers parties. I'm going to sign up to Pop Bitch right now. Oh, everyone should. It's great, guys. What kind of swingers parties? Well. How many people? He said recently in in January in Parliament, he said Brexit is like a middle-aged couple hosting a swingers party and expecting Scarlett Johansson to turn up. And Pop Bitch then republished all the reasons that there were rumours that they host swingers parties saying, look, this still isn't confirmed, but why would your brain go to that analogy unless that was your personal experience? It's a bit Or you'd a... been to one. Yeah, and Scully Hansen was there. So, oh, my chair. So we just went out for a cup of tea, <laughs> ten minutes in, and... Um, Milk ha- was rotten. Rotten! But also, I feel like it took us about ten minutes to even make it. Well, it took ten minutes for the kettle to boil. It was one of them from the past. You can't you can't see the water inside the kettle. Why are you looking at train line? It's just an advert on this article that's about um, Michael. Who we're talking about? Michael Gove's wife exposes doubts about Boris Johnson with email blunder. Did you hear about this, Sarah Vine? Basically, she accidentally CC'd a member of the public into an email that she sent to Michael (laughs) Gove's office. So then it got leaked. And it was when it was the last leadership election and Boris Mm -hmm. was running. And it was all about... um, Because she writes for the Daily Mail, she wasn't sure that Rupert Murdoch and everyone trusted Boris, basically. So she's saying, one simple message, you must have specific from Boris, i.e. like specifically what Michael Gove's role would be within Boris's... Mm. Cabinet. Otherwise, you cannot guarantee your support. This is Michael Gove's office, not guaranteeing Michael Gove's support. The details can be worked out later on, but without that, you have no leverage. Crucially, the membership will not have the necessary reassurance to back Boris. Neither will Dacray slash Murdoch, who instinctively dislike Boris, but trust your ability to support a Boris Gove ticket. Do not concede any ground. Be your stubborn best. Good luck. Which... To me, Wait, she sent this to who? To Michael Gove's office, yeah. all of the people who work for Michael Gove. Mm. So this is clearly she's incredibly involved mm. in his career, in the decisions. They're all involved. That... It's all just a personal power game to them. It's all WhatsApp groups and secret. He's my friend now. Ha ha, he's not your friend anymore. It's all that. It's all childish fucking tribal games can you imagine feeling entitled enough to email your boyfriend or partners Mm. all the people who work for them as though you're their boss Mm. just because you're but maybe I'd like it if I liked her a bit more and I liked their politics a bit more I'd think oh power couple Mm. that's great and it's kind of fair enough because it does impact it is weird it's so weird 
It is weird. It's so weird. I want like email my boyfriend's boss at the cinema and be like, look, about the popcorn machine. You definitely should. <laughs> What's going on with the popcorn machine? Nothing. I'm just making a funny joke on the <laughs> bitching podcast. Tilly's gutted because she's not got a cup of tea. Oh, just wanted a hot drink. Can I tell you something I do like about her? Yes. She and him, Govey, mm. they sent their daughter to state school and... This is really shocking. He was the first ever education minister to send his child to state school. Imagine... Yeah, but I bet it was a good state school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It of was course it fucking was. Westminster, I think, or near St Paul's. Um, but yeah, she... so that's political point scoring. But... So he can be like, I've sent my child to a state school. Never mind that it's one of the best state schools in the country, most likely. I agree. I agree. Fine celebrated the miracle of state education and has criticised private education, saying its agenda is a fundamentally selective one based not only on ability to pay but also on pupil potential and it also, let's face it, is about snobbery. I mean, that's a cool thing to say. Yeah. I mean, everything else you she says is You wouldn't expect that from a, from a Tory politician. Yeah. 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 Shame about all the other <laughs> shit she said. <laughs> she, um, she was the person... Be your stubborn best. <laughs> Good luck. She was the person responsible for the front page of the Daily Mail. Do you remember when it was Theresa May and Nicola Sturgeon sat next to each other and it said, never mind Brexit, who won Legsit? Oh, that one. And it was about their legs and then she wrote this. And Twitter lost their minds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I do think they know what they're doing when they do this really, like, inconsequential shit. Yeah. She's literally generating an opinion for money. Generating outrage for money yeah. as well. It's all very cynical, isn't it? Yeah. Their legs did look great, though. Yeah, and also, doesn't even make any sense. No, I know. I love that. I love that. It doesn't even rhyme. Never legs mind it. Brexit. Who won legs it? It maybe makes sense if they were running. It was a running competition. <laughs> That's that down. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And we just sat down. Yeah. They were sat sitting down whilst being women. Yeah. What a crime. And it forces them then in a position to, they were asked lots about it and to comment on it and they can't be outraged by it. I mean, they could be, but then that yeah. looked like they were getting... Dis- so they have to then kind of appease it mm. and go, oh, yes, well, it was just a bit of fun, was it? It was the front page. It's the front page. Shall I just list some more bad things she's done? <laughs> I mean, this is the show. She, um... This is the thing, though. I'm. She's kind of inextric- inextricably... 
she's kind of inextricably linked to Gove. So everything I'm kind of saying, well, I mean, if she's fucking emailing everyone who works for him, mm. that's pretty clear that that's like a Lady Macbeth situation. A hundred percent. You know, why not just run for lady yourself? Yeah, what is that about, like, women not wanting directly to have power but, like, wanting to, like, leverage themselves behind a powerful man? Is it insecurity? I think maybe with her it's wanting to have your cake and eat it Mm. where actually she's in a pretty good position at the Daily Mail but by having her partner being potentially the next leader of the country. It's like you go out and get eaten by the wolves, love. Yeah. But you're also using your position of power to facilitate him, aren't you? Because mm. she's obviously... Rupert Murdoch is her. That's Yeah. So she's able to pull some strings and look like the big dog. Terrible. Be your stubborn best. Be your stubborn best. But, like, can you imagine getting that email? Why do all Tory politicians speak like they're Churchill on, like, the fucking eve of the war? Do you know what I mean? Shut the fuck up. Yeah. None of this means anything. None of it means anything. The planet is burning and you're all squabbling over who gets to go and not deliver Brexit. (laughs) It's true. My friend, uh, oh, I don't know if she'll be happy about me saying this. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) She she was, um, she's basically a civil servant and the diary keeper of the of one of the secretaries of state mm-hmm. was going away f- on holiday for last week so she you basically can apply to go and take her position as holiday cover so she was doing keeping the diary of this secretary of state mm. and she said she didn't get a lunch break a wee break she didn't get a break to go fill up a water bottle to drink water and i was like so is he super busy? Just like, what's he doing? And it's just all these meaningless running around meetings that aren't actually about implementing anything. It's just chaos of like, got to meet this person about this and got to have a conversation about this and got to go and vote. It's about on this. appearances. That's one of the biggest problems with British society, is it's all about appearances. It's not about what you're actually doing, it's about. Yeah, got to go and speak at this thing yeah. and meet with this person and you would anybody because it's Mm. not a coincidence that all politicians are the same there's a system and a culture that we've created and anyone who enters that system becomes Mm. that thing so what we basically need is mass revolution Mm -hmm. a lot of people have been talking recently about this idea of a people's almost like jewelry service it seems to be becoming in fact i heard it was on ned Miliband's podcast i can't remember Mm. what the term for it is chaos with ed Miliband. chaos with ed Miliband. He's changed his name. Oh, so good. He's doing good now. He's doing his own PR. He should have been doing that while he was... I wonder if Theresa May is going to launch a podcast. What did you think Running through the wheat fields with Theresa. How did you find her leaving speech? I didn't watch it because I simply don't care. I tell you what, I didn't watch it, but I did watch those two dancers on Twitter doing the interpretive dance to her speech. Oh, my God, I've not seen that. Oh, it's so fucking good. Let me find also, it. I just realised, I think I think it's Mark Steele who tweeted today saying, hi, guys, can we put a deadline on talking about the fact Theresa May cried midnight tonight, so if you've got yeah. anything left to say. I haven't got anything to say. Except, fuck that bitch. <laughs> I love that. I've not got an opinion. Except... Except this- I do! I've always got a friggin' opinion. I mean, um, I think just go and watch anything Erin Jones says about it. She, you know, she didn't shed any tears yeah. for Grenfell, etc. But she did for her own career. That's all you need to know, mate. 
she was there at Grenfell looking like a... Melon? Like a melon. Refusing to meet anybody. Refusing to meet anybody. Didn't really look that bothered, just looked a bit awkward. But this is what made me think of her, is when you were saying about Ed Miliband doing his own PR, is you do wonder how much there's this assumption that what's best is to protect the politician from being their true self. And that actually just completely disables them from Mm. being, you know, the Maybot and all of that. Is that her creation or is that a creation of the kind of functions around her? Or both. I mean, I don't know because we never really... I don't know who she is other than... I know what she's done. She's got a lot of cookbooks and she loves cooking at the weekends. Have you seen that that guy who did the tweet that was like when someone asks you... When you're an actor and someone asks you what you're up to at the moment... Well, I yes. um I enjoy cooking. I uh, which just has the added benefit you get to eat it after you've <laughs> after, after you've cooked it, and um, I like uh, walking. Going on walks, <laughs> walking around meaninglessly because I'm perpetually lonely. <laughs> Do you want to see this? Um, yes, please. Theresa May's resignation speech reinterpreted through the medium of dance. This is a girl called Kelsey Ellison. And this is going to work well on radio. Okay, hang on. Okay, it's not playing. Oh my god, they're great. To have the opportunity to serve the country I love. <laughs> so that is fantastic. It's so great. Everybody should go away and watch it. It's really it. great, yeah. She should never have been in the position in the first place where she was the only person responsible for delivering Brexit. Mm. That's a mad system that yeah. one, one person is in, is in charge yeah. of all of that. Did you see David Cameron's reaction to her speech? He said um, he was filmed in front of a shed. Which I found very funny. When it, can I just say, when is someone going to burn David Cameron's shed down? <laughs> Fuck's sake, man! It can't be that hard. He's got amazing security. Oh, yeah, he, of course, I went yeah. to the theatre and he was there, and there were four people with him mm. who he presumably has to buy tickets to the show. <laughs> and they were all sat behind him eating ice creams. You know, there's little tubs of ice cream. Having a great time. Well, if bodyguards telling us anything, they're going to be having swingers parties in the hotel room. <laughs> Amazing. But oh, I'd love a buff bodyguard. I thought you were going to say I'd love a swingers party with David Cameron. <laughs> no, I'd love a buff bodyguard. Do you know what I mean? One day, Tilly, yeah. you'll say something so outrageous <laughs> that you'll need one. But David Cameron's reaction was, no, no, Prime Minister, it is never, ever easy to stand at that podium and say that you're leaving and resigning and I really respect her. And do you remember when he resigned and he turned around and he just went, dum-dee-dum-dee-dum. <laughs> <laughs> Like, how can you then say, oh, it's a really difficult thing to do? He clearly was like, la la la. <laughs> Great. Took, t- took that off my list. I've burnt the whole thing down <laughs> and now I'm walking away. I'm off. Listen, cool guys don't look back at explosions that they've done. <laughs> when you fully exploded the whole country, the best thing to do is just... Are you going to read his book? No, I like myself. <laughs> so what, the other thing that we should mm. mention that he did, but I mean, she <laughs> they're the same person, yeah. is uh, the expenses scandal. Oh, yeah, what did he buy with his expenses? £7,000 on a kitchen. 
cool. £750 on the table, £430 on dining room chairs. In total, he claimed expenses in 2000 and between uh, over three years, between his 2005 election and the start of the expenses scandal, Gove claimed more than £66,000 in expenses. Cool. And therefore, Sarah Vine had a nice new kitchen. Which is totally essential. Honours. Yeah. Meanwhile, no one from Grenfell has a permanent home. You've been listening to... Uh... Anyway. Anyway. So little, little Viney. What's she saying at the swingers party? <laughs> what do you reckon it is? Like keys in the bowl situation? Yeah, I reckon... Or do you think there's like a schedule of fucking... I reckon it's scheduled, isn't it? Scheduled, yeah. Scheduled. Who schedules it? Govey. You reckon Gove does? He's got little pieces of paper <laughs> that he hands out of the like, running order of the event. Do you know what? I actually don't think that they do have this. I think that the, the truth is... So, is an article that she wrote. She wrote an article called Sorry Chaps, But Women Love Sleep Far More Than Sex. <laughs> this is why I don't think they have swingers parties. Mm. It was about the fact that lots of women have orgasms while they're sleeping. She never has. And then she goes on to talk about... Have the you ever re- had one while you're sleeping? My mum listens to this. <laughs> so does mine. But my mum just never brings up anything dodgy that <laughs> oh, says. God. Just pretend that didn't happen. Yeah. She then goes on to talk about um, why her and her husband, Michael Gove, sleep in separate bedrooms. Yeah. No woman feels sexy when she's tired, and yet tiredness is a daily reality in the world that expects women to be breadwinners, childbearers, homemakers, and sirens all day, every day, non-stop and without fail. Well... Good, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. She also then says... <laughs> Doesn't mean none of us want to have I mean, orgasms, yeah. though. There are vast chunks of women's life, her, when surrendering to the pillow and duvet is infinitely more enticing a prospect than a night in the arms of even the most accomplished lover. <laughs> Go be baby. Go be. Uh, it's yeah. interesting she hasn't changed her name. She's I not w- Sarah Gove. Would you? Oh my god. No, but I, you know, t- Tory politician wife wise, it's weird that she didn't change her name. You are right. Good point. That suggests to me that she's. I think she's probably the driving force between. I think she's probably the driving force behind a lot of his success. I think you're probably right. Yeah. So that so was that was Sarah Vine. Vine. She's bad. Michael Gove's bad. We should do Michael Gove if he becomes prime minister. It's just oh Jesus, it Christ. would have to be seven episodes long because there's so much to I say. I just don't know what I'm going to do. I just, I just. Has anyone got any hope left? I do. Thank God. Can I tell you what my hope is? Yeah. If Boris Johnson gets in... Mm. He'll fuck it up so badly. There might be some... There have already been a couple of Tory people who've said that they won't serve under him. There might be a bit of a pressure to then... Oh, what was it I was reading that was like there would be a small possibility of a general election? Mm. What we then need is for Labour to come out and say that, you know, be a bit clearer with what they support, which is the people's vote. And yeah. then we have a general election and then we do that. So that was Sarah Vine. We hope you enjoyed that. We did already... Who wants to come to my swingers party? <laughs> we did already do us, so that's a... Listen, you're going to... 
If you could be here and criticise me... I've stopped moving my chair. I've, you know, what more do you want from me? Listen, Ellen. <laughs> oh, my God, we should talk like this. Why don't we talk like this through the whole thing? Hi, Sarah, fine. Do you think she'll listen to this? No. I think she will. She's busy sending emails to <laughs> everyone she knows. <laughs> to everyone's places of work. What was it that she said? What was that weird thing? That I have she... big dick courage or something. <laughs> I don't know. Right, we're going now because we've got to go and have a hot drink that doesn't have mouldy milk in it. Um, thanks very much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, as we hope you all do, please rate us five stars on iTunes. And uh, if you have a disposable income, please consider giving some money to our Patreon, patreon.com slash bitchinpodcast. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. You've been listening to Bitchin, a podcast by Tilly Steele and Helen Monks. Our music was by Dave Cribb and our artwork was by Luke W. Robson. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.